So the goal of this podcast is basically going to be to put you in the driver's seat when it comes to daily fantasy sports and sports betting. Now before you say, oh, golf is boring, golf sucks. First off, you're wrong, and I hate you. But second off, golf is literally the best sport to bet on. You cue to, cue to pianos, I love the theme music. It's Spring is in the air, even though it don't feel like it here in New York, but it's uh, springtime, azaleas, the piano's going for the uh, master's theme music, and hello, friends, Jim Nance, let's go. Any, any last words for me to you guys? Just have fun out there. <laughs> Just have fun out there. That is definitely the way to go. I play this for fun. There's no chance I'm, I'm putting any Patriot on any of my teams. Never. It's just not going to be a thing. My internet connection is unstable. That was a fucking disaster. That's a shame, man, because I had some fucking fire takes over there. <laughs> I'm glad you told them to yourself because no one heard them. <laughs> I think I mean, there is a chance that Garrett Wilson has like a a Chase Jefferson type rookie year. Yeah, yeah, they call me Fitty K. What up? Do they though? <laughs> is that really what they call you? I, I thought he was set up shop to take a shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I was worried at first. <laughs> Mike, what if I were to tell you he's also going to be low owned? Yeah, about one percent. When Johnny didn't mention him, like I got a semi, I got a semi. At least on DraftKings. I mean, FanDuel. That's a whole other story. I mean, you can kind of play whatever. Oh, the hell FanDuel, you, want, you but... do whatever the fuck you want. It's the Wild West over there. Yeah. Hashtag fuck ownership. You should be shipping everything. Yeah, I'm not. I'm whipping <laughs> literally everything I look at. Boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I am your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining me for episode 50. Please be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a five-star review. Now, I know 50 is not a huge number, but still a milestone. So I greatly appreciate for everyone that has been with us the whole entire way, everyone that has listened or contributed, greatly, greatly appreciated. Very excited to have the 50th episode here. A little bit of a special one because we are going to basically break down two slates on this one. So for episode 50, why not, right? We have a Saturday slate, three-game slate, which should be pretty interesting. I will be breaking that down, and then Johnny Jacino and James Fitzpatrick will jump on with me to break down the Sunday slate for week 15. If you are looking for a sports book, great time to be betting. So many, so many different options from basketball to college football to the NFL. So if you are looking for a book, head over to BetUS. Use promo code YARDSPER for a deposit bonus of 125% when you deposit $50 or more. So head on over there, take advantage of some free money. But let's get right into it. So this Saturday slate is pretty interesting. We have the... Colts and Vikings, as well as Baltimore heading to Cleveland, and the nightcap of the Dolphins and Bills. So, quickly go over this one. I, I do think that a lot of people are going to be targeting that Miami-Buffalo game. However, we do have to keep an eye on the weather. There is a chance that there could be a lot of snow and a lot of wind. Obviously, it is in Buffalo, and that's definitely something we want to keep an eye on. 
I think regardless, Josh Allen, 8,300, will be the highest owned quarterback, obviously for good reason. Even if it does snow, you know, he could still get there, has a huge arm, great with the running ability. So Miami's defense, not great. So I, I don't think regardless of the conditions, you can make a case against Allen. So he will definitely be the most popular. There's plenty of value on the slate too to, to fit him in there. But if we're looking at the other quarterbacks on here, I do think Tua might go overlooked a little bit. We've seen him in prime time just fail the past couple weeks. And especially if it's snowing, I I, I just think people are not going to want to play him in Buffalo. But 6600 not a bad price for him with the weapons he has. He really just needs to dump it off to them, and, and we see what they can do. I mean, Tyreek had that random-ass fumble that just bounced into his hands, and you saw what he did with it last week. So Tua can basically do the same thing, just drop it off to one of these guys, and they could pay off on, on a one-game slate. So I don't mind that. Kirk Cousins will probably be the second highest owned on the slate. 6000 is a good price for him. Pair him with Jefferson. Indy is a little bit better against the pass, so I, I kind of am a little bit worried about that. I'd probably rather just go Jefferson because they are good against wide receivers as well, so I, I don't think I'd really want to use too much Thielen. Probably more so Jefferson. Huntley looks like he is going to play against Cleveland. Cleveland, not great. 5300 is a good price for him. Deshaun Watson has looked like absolute crap, but, you know, still shaking the rust off. And on a three-game slate, it's the guys that you really don't want to play that could really pay off. Because if you're getting an under-owned guy and he ends up being the highest-scoring quarterback, you are on your way to some money. So 6300 not bad for Watson. But... I think Matt Ryan, 5,200, actually is a very good play on this slate. Minnesota is absolutely horrific against the pass. 5,200 is a good price for him, and you have some options to pair him with, so I, I don't mind going there. I will sprinkle some Matt Ryan in there. If we move to running back, Nick Chubb hasn't been great lately, 7,400. For that reason, and him being the most expensive, I think people are going to pay up for Jefferson and for Allen and, and probably overlook him. Maybe go down $200 to Jonathan Taylor, who's obviously in a good spot and, and a great play. 7200 not bad for him. Dalvin Cook, 6900 probably gets a, a good amount of, of usage as well or, or ownership. So I, I could see those two being more popular than Chubb, but that makes Chubb a pretty good play. We, we know he can break long runs, and same thing I just said about Watson. If you're getting these low-owned guys on a slate that can break a slate, definitely helps to sprinkle them in a couple lineups. As far as Singletary goes, we've seen Cook kind of eat into him a little bit, but I, I do think in this game he actually could be used, especially if the weather's not great. So 5,500, pretty good for him. I do think Mostert will be very popular because people are going to be afraid away from Tua and if Wilson can't go, Mostert's obviously going to get the bulk of the carries at 5,300. But both of these Baltimore running backs are definitely in play. We saw Dobbins have the big game last week, 5,200. I don't know how crazy people still are on him. You know, he obviously didn't look great, even though he, he had that long run. Gus Edwards, probably still going to get 15 carries, $5,000, not bad for him. So I, I definitely think both of those guys are definitely usable and Maybe you could sprinkle in some Cook, 4,800. I do think if they get up big, you'll see Cook involved a lot more, but I don't know how much I really want to go there. If we move to wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, 9,100. Definitely will be popular. There's pay down options that you can get up to him. Tyreek Hill, 9,000. Could possibly go overlooked. I mean, with his ability, obviously, 
you you can play him on any slate and and make a case for it. Stefan Diggs, eight thousand one hundred, is a great price for him on on this slate. You know, people haven't really been crazy about him. hasn't really had huge games lately, but still heavily heavily involved. This Miami defense is not good. I think if people are paying up, they're gonna go to Jefferson or or probably Hill or even maybe down to Waddle. So so I do like Diggs quite a bit. Eight thousand one hundred. Waddle, seven thousand is a good price for him. Cooper's a little bit worrisome because of the hip injury. Definitely something to monitor there. But I do think him and Watson are going to get on the right page at some point before the end of the season. But I don't know if it's necessarily in this game. Michael Pittman Jr., 5,800. I said I'm going to be playing some Matt Ryan. He he gets a ton of targets. Did have a bad game in his last one. But against this Minnesota defense, definitely a good price at 5,800. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 5,100. Great price, heavily involved. Seems to be Watson's favorite target so far, so definitely like that. Gabe Davis has been absolutely terrible lately, $5,000, but we know the huge play upside, so on a three-game slate, that actually could pay off. Paris Campbell, 4400 I kind of like it because he, he gets peppered with targets, but Minnesota's defense is, is very susceptible to big plays, so I'm actually going to be playing quite a bit of Alec Pierce, especially paired with Matt Ryan. You pay down for those two, and if Pierce has you know a, a big catch or a long touchdown, you can basically pay up for anyone on the slate, and, and that pays off immensely. I'm a little bit worried about Isaiah McKenzie. I, I think he's turning more into a gadget player. They obviously signed Cole Beasley out of retirement, so... If Beasley's going to be active, I actually think he could be involved right away in this offense, and, and that definitely is going to eat into McKenzie. So that that's definitely concerning. Trent Sherfield, 3,400. Miami, if if Waddle gets hurt like he often does, or Tyreek gets hurt, or, or even if they're just getting shut down, Sherfield could be involved, 3,400. Not bad for him. Deshaun Jackson, 3,300. Cheap play, big play upside. Cleveland's defense is not great. So a couple wide receiver options that we have there. I am not really leaning towards any of the Baltimore wide receivers. They just, I don't think they have the upside on this slate. You know, in a three-game slate, you can make a case for most people, but I I just don't see it. I think it's a very run-heavy script. But with that being said, I'm still going to play Mark Andrews. 5,700 is very cheap for him, especially on only a three-game slate. He has been terrible lately, so I could see a lot of other people going to Hawkinson or Njoku or even Knox. And at some point, I, I expect Andrews to be Andrews, and why not in this game on a three-game slate? So I, I will be playing a ton of him. Hawkinson's been good, heavily involved, but not really getting those big games. Just it, It's more of like something you would want in a cash game. But on a three-game slate, it's fine at $5,000. And Joku looks to be heavily targeted by Watson. 4200 is way too cheap for him. We see the athletic ability, so definitely like that. Dawson Knox, if you're playing Allen, I, I think a lot of Allen stacks should include Dawson Knox. I think he has a very good chance at a touchdown in this one. Miami is terrible against the tight end, and Knox is always a good chance for a touchdown. I want no part of Gesicki or any of these indie tight ends. Really, you could take a shot on them if you wanted to and hope they score a touchdown, but I, I just, it's it's such a shot in the dark. I'm really not going to be going there. 
Isaiah Likely, 2,600. If you really need some savings, I do think he will be involved enough to warrant a play possibly on this slate. But that's really all I'm looking at there. And then if we move to defense, the Vikings will most likely be the highest owned. Obviously, Indy gives up a bunch of sacks. Matt Ryan can throw some picks, but... The lowest scoring game on the slate, the Ravens and Browns, I definitely think both of them are in play. I would probably prefer the Ravens because I I think that the Browns are probably going to throw a little bit more than the Ravens will in that game. And the Bills are just way too cheap at 2,700 at home, especially if it's a snow game, that they're going to be very, very chalky and, and for good reason. But I think you could actually go the other way in that one and, and actually play the Dolphins. We've seen... Allen throw a ton of picks this year and if if he's thrown picks and and there's some bad weather at 2,300 the cheapest defense Miami could definitely pay off and you could even make a case for the Colts as well Kirk Cousins although it's technically not prime time it is a weird slate so who knows I mean the Colts could pay off but I'd, I'd probably prefer the Ravens the Bills and the Dolphins so that's really going to do it for here. If I'm saying what my favorite stacks are here, probably going with some Allen stacks and might throw a little bit to Sean Watson just to get different. And then I do like the Matt Ryan stacks as well and, and then sprinkling in some of these other guys. But we're going to move on to the main slate, week 15, and Johnny and Fitz will be joining me to break that one down. All right, so we are going to break down the Week 15 slate. Joining me is Johnny Jacino. How we doing, Johnny? Going on, y'all. And James Fitzpatrick back again. How we doing, Fitz? Doing good. Glad to be back. This is an interesting slate. Obviously, we have the three-game slate that I just broke down on Saturday. So this is a 10-game slate. Actually, a little bit better than last week. We have a no games over 50, but a couple better game totals in this one and, and might be some competitive ones. We have the highest on the slate is Kansas City and Houston at 49 and a half. Now, obviously, most of that is coming from the Kansas City side. So going to be interesting if we think that Houston can even score a couple points in that one to kind of push KC to reach their team total. Then we have Philly and Chicago at 48 and a half and Dallas and Jacksonville at 48. Looks like it could be a good one as well. Those are the three highest on the slate. So probably some good pieces we can pick from there. But if we just jump right into it and go to running back at the top, as he has been quite often this year, Austin Eckler, 8,500, basically just has a floor of six receptions every single week. He's a PPR monster and DraftKings being a PPR slate, obviously you can use him any week regardless of his price. So do like that. Josh Jacobs dealing with a thumb injury at 8,100. Maybe that scares a couple people off, but obviously he's been destroying everybody this year and, and has a lot of teams basically in the playoffs for fantasy this week. So He could possibly be popular, but that thumb could scare a couple people away. And then we have Derrick Henry, $8,000, going against the Chargers, who are absolutely atrocious against the run. So that could be an absolute smash spot here. But that's basically everyone we have over $8,000. Fitz, what do you you think here? Is there anyone up in this top range? Or, you know, it's pretty slim up here as far as not a lot of guys over $8,000. But you like them or, or you think there's some better lower options? 
Yeah, as I'm looking through it, I think there's uh, I think this week is more of a balanced week. I kind of like the the mid rate option to both running back and um, wide receiver. Um, Henry, you got to play him because he can completely break the slate. Great matchup, um, but he's going to be super chalky. Uh, can't go wrong with Eckler. Um, he's he's playing uh, great right now. Uh, they finally pri- uh, priced Josh Jacobs up, but uh, not a great matchup. And he's you know saw an injury. So I think I'm a, I'll have some Henry just you know because he can break the slate. But I'll probably be more balanced this week, and I like the option to run him back a little bit. Yeah, there are a lot of options here. And I mean, at every price point too. So I, I think there's some pay down options. There's there's some options in this next year, or you can make a case for any of these guys up here. Johnny, what do you think? Do you think you you like paying up for any of these guys or, or do you want to kick us off in the next range? No, I like them because they're just projecting well, just looking at point per dollar. And I mean, to me, I would rank them Eckler, Henry Jacobs, I just I just feel like Belichick's just not going to get beaten by by Jacobs in this spot. I mean, they're playing, they're, you know, they're playing for the playoffs right now. And Eckler, you know, just given, as I said, the floor you're talking about, I mean, that that pretty much solidifies why I think he should be the top play in this range. And then obviously Henry just he's just so hit or miss, I feel like this year. But I just I just feel like him playing against the Chargers here. He's probably the, you know, the highest upside play here. You know, he pretty much had like 25 points in the first half last week. As long as they don't just get blown out from game script, he can easily put up a 40-burger. Yeah, definitely. And if we if we do move down, Tony Pollard priced up at 7100 is interesting with how efficient he's been. But it is pretty expensive for him now. So I, I don't know if I really want to go there. But Fitz, what, what do you think about these other guys in the in the 7000 range? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, you mentioned it, uh, Pollard. I mean, he's just, uh, he's the man that touches right now and maybe, you know, that price tag up, you know, will drive some ownership down. So in a great matchup, just, um, yeah, playing great. I'll play Pollard, uh, Connor, you know, he's a uh, great usage there. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, got to lean on him with, with Murray out, uh, I'll play Connor. Um, yeah, I like those two guys there. Yeah, I I think Connor is a good play. I just I think the offense is gonna have to go through him, and Colt McCoy will actually dump the ball off to him. So six thousand nine hundred, not not a bad price for him. I don't think a soul is gonna look at Joe Mixon and be like, "Ooh, got to smash Joe Mixon at seven thousand two hundred. So, you know, we we see blow up games from him from time to time. I wouldn't say that I'm really really want to play him, but he could be a good play on the slate if nobody's going to use him. I do think Kamara is, is a glaring value on this slate, 6,800. He hasn't been good at all, but this is a smash spot against Atlanta coming off of the bye at only 6,800. Ingram is on IR, so he should get a ton of work against terrible defense. Johnny, what are you thinking about these guys here? Thank you for clarifying. I didn't realize Ingram was hurt, but I mean, he was taking a lot of usage from Kamara. So if that's the case, I mean, that seems like a, Easy usage smash spot. Um, I'm not touching Mixon. Bucks are still playing for the playoffs. I mean, they just got rocked last week, so they. I think that's a good week for them to kind of you know get their shit together. And Tony Pollard's price seems prohibitive, but that Dallas Jacksonville game is the game I want to target the most. So like, I'm not going to be playing one offs of him. He he would be around the game stack I would use for that. 
I don't normally play James Conner, but, you know, between him and he, he has about half the ownership of Kamara right now. So that might just be a leverage play given depending if you need to swap or not. I'm not, I'm not sure what time these games are, to be honest. So. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like Kamara, but do think he's going to get some ownership. So Connor could be the pivot. I've actually heard quite a few people talking up Miles Sanders. Doesn't look like the ownership is there right now, but people could get there. He's been getting a lot of work, and Chicago is not good at all, basically, on defense against the run or the pass. So I think Sanders might actually get some some play here. Montgomery is dealing with an illness. Seems like a lot of people on, on Chicago are, but I just, I worry about his upside. You know, they get in close fields could, could run it in. So I don't know if I really want to go there. Zeke has been very, very serviceable at 6,200. I don't think it's a terrible price. And if, if Pollard is going to get popular, it, it could be some leverage there. We've seen a couple, two touchdown games from him. ATN has not looked right. I don't know if it's the foot or what, but 6000 is a good price for him, and, and he does have the opportunity to break one off from time to time. So might not be a bad play in this one. I don't think a lot of people are going to go there. And, Johnny, like you were saying, if, if you're stacking this game, a lot of people are probably going to be on the Dallas side and, you know, the Trevor Lawrence and the passing game. So ATN could be some leverage there. Fitz, I know you – You've been a fan of ATN. What do you think? You think he's worth a play this week? Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of uh that's why I wanted to start this off with. Um, you know, he hasn't really had that big game. He hasn't been great, but the usage is there and he's just too talented. Um, to I, I just think a breakout game is, is coming. Uh while it takes his, you know, he can take give him a little crease, he can break one, um, you know, take it to the house. And like I said, the usage is there. Um, doesn't really have any competition there. So I think uh Take a big game is coming from him, and I I'm fine being you know out ahead of it. I'll pl- I'm playing ETN. <clears throat> yeah, and, and we said there's a lot of plays here at a lot of different price points, so it, it's going to be interesting because I think Isaiah Pacheco against this terrible Houston defense, five thousand nine hundred, they have the highest implied team total. I, I could see him getting some ownership, and I, I really can't say anything bad about it. I, I don't know if he has huge upside, but he's probably going to get at least 15, 20 carries against this Houston defense. And that's been enough for a lot of running backs so far this year. So don't really hate that. Najee Harris, just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really play the guy much, but 5,700 for his workload is, is not bad. We could have a flop leg on, on Swift. You know, he was super chalk last week and, 5,700, he's off the injury report again. And the Jets are a good defense, but they will give up some receptions and and yardage on receptions to running backs. So it it may not be a terrible play. But, Johnny, what are you thinking down here as far as some some value plays at running back? Yeah, this seems to be the spot where, like, people have been winning some decent GPPs, just kind of finding value running backs and kind of slamming some of these more expensive wide receivers, you know, maybe having to still punt one at wide receiver, but you know, the way Zonovan Knight was just getting you 15 points at like 4k. And right now he's 5,300. He seems like he's getting like 70% of the work for the jets. And that's, you know, playing against Detroit. That seems to always just elevate the scores there. Even Devontae Foreman, you know, I know, I know last week he kind of shared a lot of work with Hubbard. I think one other guy, 
And, but, you know, if, if they give him more of the work this week, I think that, you know, he can definitely get there. Even someone like Fournette, I mean, as I said, the Bucs are fighting for their lives. And I know they've been playing a lot of Rashad White, but if they, you know, if he somehow gets more of the goal line touches and just, you know, Tom's always throwing to his running backs. You know, these are guys that I think that could have 15 to 20 point games at, at the five carries that, you know, that I think that can elevate and make your roster a little more wide top heavy wide receiver or even, you know, even get someone like Kelsey in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. It could help you pay up for some quarterbacks too, or, you know, you, you get a lot of wiggle room and you made some good points. There's, there's a lot of good plays down here, which should actually keep a lot of these guys ownership at bay as well. So, you know, Bam Knight Shyamalan getting a lot of work, getting the goal line work. He actually played a lot less than Carter last week, but was far more productive. So you would, you would think that he would, he would continue to get the work. Detroit has been really good against the run lately. So I think I probably lean the Jets passing game a little bit more, but he he's getting the work. I like what you said about Foreman. Hubbard obviously was involved, but Foreman was banged up all last week going into the the week. So maybe that had a lot to do with it, but he's still got a good amount of touches. I do disagree a little bit on Fournette. Rashad White has been the guy and He's also been the guy in the passing game, which is, is what basically buoyed Fournette's production for a while. You know, if, if he wasn't getting touchdowns, he was still getting those receptions. And White has reception totals of five, six, and nine over the last three weeks. He's averaged 19.5 touches over, over his last four games. So he's getting a ton of work. I, I think I would prefer him at 5,400. Fitz, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just to piggyback of what you were just talking about, um, Rashad White, for sure. I think he's really um, gaining the trust of Brady in, in the past game. And, you know, that really carried Fournette. But Fournette was really just kind of those dump-offs. I think Rashad White can do a lot more in the past game where, you know, um, spreading him out, getting him against the linebacker, running some routes. And you've seen when Brady trusts a running back, you know, he has no problem just continually going to that option and to that matchup. So, uh, I'm not going to play any for that, but I will play some Rashad White. I like Dante Foreman. <clears throat> he was in a you know smash spot last week, didn't really um, do much, but I'll go back there. Uh, same with Swift. I played a lot of him last week, didn't do much. Um, the Jets don't scare me. Um, healthy, kind of taking more of that workload. I'll go back to Swift. Uh, not too high on Pacheco. Um, it's a great matchup, but I just think they probably get there in the past game, throwing with you know with Mahomes and. McKinnon's just a better back. I know he doesn't really – you can't, you know, get a full workload from McKinnon, but even even down at the goal line, I don't really go to Pacheco. It's more pass game, you know, McKinnon. So I played a lot of McKinnon last week. It, it worked out. He's kind of priced up a little bit, probably more popular this week, so um, probably won't go there. But uh, no Pacheco, uh, but I do like Swift. Um, I like Foreman. I like Rashad White. Um, and maybe some – Levante Murray um, down here, but that's probably it for the 5K range. Yeah, Latavius should get a ton of work, especially with uh, what's-his-face. I can't even remember their quarterback that they're starting this week, which tells you a lot. But Arizona obviously got torched by the New England backup running backs, so Murray Murray could be all right. I like it more in cash. I worry about his upside kind of in, in GPPs, but Reason I, I like Pacheco a little more than McKinnon, obviously what you said, McKinnon could get 
bumped up in ownership a little bit because of the big game last week, but just that game, they're, they're projected to beat the shit out of Houston. So I, I think the second half is mainly just going to be them running the ball right down their throats and, and getting out of there. So that's the only reason I leave lean Pacheco a bit, but speaking of those backup new England running backs running all over Arizona, if Stevenson and, and Harris can't go, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris are only $4,000. So that that can open up a lot if if those guys are, are, are viable options and Stevenson and Harris can't go against this Vegas defense. Vegas is not good against the run, and Pierre Strong looked pretty good, should be involved in the passing game. So I, I think I would lean towards him. Johnny, do you think those guys are, are worth a play, or you think there's enough value we really don't have to go there? I mean, they're projecting well, and, and I think they're probably probably more cash game plays. Just, but you know, I'm I'm always get worried playing dusty third string running backs just in general. And I I do want to piggyback off the Pacheco, Pacheco thing. I think that the Chiefs kind of like McKinnon, McKinnon towards the the playoff runs. I don't think they I think they might try to conserve some of his work because you know I think they're going to need him more for the playoff run. So like I don't see them trying to blast him with a lot of work against the Texans. They don't have to. So unless he's just going to get there off pure efficiency, but yeah. Uh, Pierre strong over Kevin Harris. If I had to choose one of the two. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I agree with the McKinnon take too. It's just KC just looks like they're playing with their food. You know, they, they're just, they don't care right now. They're just waiting for the playoffs to start and they're just trying to get through healthy and, and, and win games. So I, I, I kind of agree with that. So who's the, uh, do we have any interest in, you know, D- Damian Pierce is out. I know, you know, Houston's going to be going from behind. So in that, um, nope. you know, PPR, nope. do we have any interest in one of nope. these, but just getting some, some pass work? I mean, is it nope. Burke or old Gumbu? All right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want, I want no part of it. I mean, they're, they're probably going to be split in time and, what upside do they really have? I, I just I, – I don't like it at all. Are you talking about Rex Burkhead? Yeah, and, and Goombawale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're both it's, it's, they're both good pass-catching backs. Like I said, I'm saying strictly, you know, catch-up mode, fucking, you know, get them, you know, some pass. Okay, well, it, it was Burkhead had a big the, game last week. When, if they're last, last year when he scored like 20-something-plus points in the game. When he had, oh. Burkhead had a pretty big game last year. Um, when he was the starting running back for the Texans, he scored like I think twenty plus points in that game. I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. I I do have a little interest in the, you know, you get a that's a good salary saver, and it you know, someone's got to score, you know, get some some kind of you know yardage there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think they're gonna be playing from behind, and they're gonna eat into each other so much. It's just I I don't really see a lot of upside. And it, like I asked Johnny, you know, is it worth playing strong and Harris? Because we do have a lot of value at running back on this slate. So I just, I don't really see enough upside there to really go there. And at the same time, which one is it going to be? Who's going to get the goal line work? Who's going to, are they just going to split time right down the middle? So just for me, for me, I, I just, I don't like it. But if we move to wide receiver, there's a lot to like here. $9,000, we have Devontae Adams, absolute target monster. Now, I know we said that maybe Belichick tries to shut down Josh Jacobs, but it's possible he could actually focus more on Devontae Adams. So 
that that's an interesting conversation to have. Jamar Chase, 8,300. Honestly, I think this price is too low because if Boyd and Higgins or even one of them can't go, Chase is an absolute monster and, and he's going to get targeted a ton. Basically, since he's come back from the injury, he has a 36.5% target share and he's averaged 119 yards over his last four games, at least seven receptions and his last five games guy is a monster. 8,300 is a great price for him. I am absolutely in there. And then we have AJ Brown against this terrible Chicago defense, 8,000, not too bad of a price there. Just don't know how much Philly's really going to throw in this. If Chicago can push them, it could be a good play. And Amon Ross St. Brown, 7,800, his price did not move at all. Obviously the jets are a very good defense against wide receivers but do tend to give up more against the slot. So I, I think Amon Ra is actually going to go overlook quite a bit here because of that Jets matchup. But Johnny, what, what do you think about the, the top end of the wide receivers this week? I mean, to me, there's really only one playable Nestor Mar Chase. I just think Adams is just too expensive. A.J. Brown is a little too hit or miss for me, given the Eagles got a lot of weapons. I mean, Hurts can score touchdowns. Or, you know, the running game, you know, you got Devonta Smith. So Quez walking scores, you know, randomly. And then I'm on St. Brown. I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in the Jets defense. I just, I don't, I just don't see it from him. So, as I said, I think I'm, I'm, if I'm going to lock any of these guys, it would be Chase, just given he's just too cheap. And, you know, usually beat the Bucks in the air, not necessarily trying to just run through their massive, you know, D line. And they, they have, you know, fast running linebackers. Yeah. And then, Hopkins, I, I feel like it's a good price and Colt McCoy is still going to pepper him with targets, but I just, I worry about the upside there, especially against this Denver defense. So I'm probably staying away there. I do like CD lamb quite a bit. I think 7,300 is actually a pretty good price for him against Jacksonville. Jacksonville has not been good against the pass and especially wide receivers over the past six weeks. So definitely think he's in play too, but Fitz, what, what do you think about the wide receivers here? Yeah, um, with you guys, which I'm probably not going to play a lot of Devontae Adams. Um, I think Jamar Chase is just a great play, and uh, I'm not going to be able to get off him. So I'm, I'm, I'm smash Chase, uh, not playing A.J. Brown. Jets defense does not scare me off. I'll go back to Amon Ra St. Brown right there at that same price range. Um, Hopkins has actually been really good with McCoy, and uh, I'm not going to get you know scared off the matchup. I think he's you know he's a target monster. Um, always got upside, and uh, really like C.D. Lamb and Keenan Allen. All the Chargers cast catchers are. I, I want I want a big piece of them. So that's where I'm at with the top. Yeah, I love Keenan Allen this week, and I, I think he's for if you're playing cash games, he should be a lock. Six thousand eight hundred, basically came back from the injury and immediately resumed his role. Has the most targets and receptions over the last two weeks. Had twelve receptions last two weeks, and he's actually scored two touchdowns in the last three weeks. So, I, I'm I'm in there. But Johnny, if we move down to this next range, you like anybody in this range? Yeah, as I mentioned before, I'm really targeting this. Dallas Jacksonville game. So between Christian Kirk, CD Lamb, just those are two guys. I'm just really just gonna hammer or just really look at, you know, depending on how many lines I make. Um, and then also down here, I, I really like Mike Williams, just 
I think, you know, he's coming back, he's getting healthier. And I, I just, I just feel like 6,300 is, is a pretty good price for him. But as I said, yeah, that seems Kirk, way Kirk and Lamb are like my main targets in this area. Cause I, I do feel like Dallas needs to kind of get their shit together, even how they kind of flopped against the Texans. I barely beat them. And I kind of like games where these teams don't necessarily play them too often, you know, games between NFC and AFC and, Trevor Lawrence is kind of just living up to his draft stock now. So I, I do think that game can kind of get pushed given how Dallas plays. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely think that's, that's a game to target. And I, I love Kirk and stacks, you know, had a down week last week. It was basically Ingram and, and Zay Jones, but 6,600 is a really good price for how involved he is, especially around the goal line. So definitely don't mind that. You're absolutely right. Mike Williams is way too cheap for how involved he's been. And his ability. So I, I, I absolutely love that Chargers stack this week. And Herbert, Devontae Smith, 6,400 is a good price for him as well. That Chicago defense is terrible for the amount of targets he gets. We did say Kamara could get popular. So Alave, with how involved he is in, in their offense against this terrible Atlanta defense, maybe it's a little bit expensive for him, but. I, I think he's going to go completely overlooked. And speaking of completely overlooked, we talked about it before we hopped on. Mike Evans, I still think, has upside. If he scores that 70-yard touchdown last week, it, it's definitely a different conversation, and he's probably actually getting some ownership this week. And he's only 6,200, so yeah. don't really hate that. He's projecting really bad, for at least from what I'm seeing. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's been terrible. Brady's been absolutely horrific, but yeah. – I think Cincinnati's going to score and Tampa Bay is going to have to throw the ball and, and Mike Evans still has the ability and 6,200 is, is a good price for a guy that could potentially get you two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Now it's only, it's only big GPPs. I play him in, you know, obviously I'm not playing a lot of them, but if you're playing a 20 max or, or playing a bunch of GPP lineups, you definitely could sprinkle them in for, for the upside. Yeah. I mean, the Bucs got embarrassed last week. So, I mean, this is kind of, if they don't really come back this week, they might just be dead. I feel Absolutely. And it is at home too. So I I do think that at least helps a little bit with Brady coming back home. So Garrett Wilson, they just do not want to change his price. If Mike was here, he would just be pounding the table right now saying you have to play a hundred percent Garrett Wilson, 6,000 is too cheap for him. And he's probably right. Detroit defense, absolutely pathetic. So that, that was a pretty good uh, mic impression he had going there. <laughs> I, I've been practicing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, so, yeah, like I said in the beginning, I think it's more balanced. So, yeah, I just love this whole this whole range. You know, I, I mentioned uh, uh, Keenan Allen. And the first thing you guys both hit on it, you know, first thing I looked at was just how underpriced I think uh, Mike Williams was being, you know, priced that much below Keenan Allen. And I love both those guys in that spot against Tennessee. Um, same thing with Mike Evans being, you know, with 6,200, you know, uh, below Godwin. Um, I like Olave against Atlanta. Um, I like Christian Kirk actually wasn't really too focused on that game, but I think Johnny kind of talked me into it. I, I see, uh, I see how that kind of um, blows out, shoots out. So um, good with Kirk Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but if you know, if Mike was here saying it, he'd be right. You know, the guy's uh, guy's been awesome, and now that we went to Mike White, you know, he's not afraid to sling it and and get the guy the ball. So good matchup. Uh, I'll I'll play Garrett Wilson, and uh, 
I and I skipped over, but Jerry Judy, I'll play uh, Jerry Judy now that Russell Wilson's shot. I mean, if if we're you know, hate to say it, but I think Brett Ripon, you know, the backup for Denver is actually better than Russell Wilson at this point, and he's an upgrade for Jerry Judy. So I'll play Judy. I mean, Wilson was balling out last week. It was it was kind of crazy. <laughs> It, it was very surprising. I was not expecting that at all. And actually, I, I played quite a bit of Judy just because I figured he was going to get peppered with targets. And so did I. It, it, it worked out way better than I actually anticipated. But, but, he, but he, he, Judy even got there once Russell Wilson went down. He, got, he caught a touchdown. No, from I, right. yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think that was just a matchup thing. I think Russ. I, I just, with him priced up, I. I don't know if I want to go back there. I, I think a lot of these guys in this price range, I'd, I'd much, much rather, you know, pay up a little bit more for a Devontae Smith, a Mike Williams, even Mike Evans or down to Garrett Wilson. So, but down in this 5,000 range, I really don't like anybody. So I, I, I think everyone we went through so far, some great plays, but, I don't know, Johnny. You seeing anybody in the five thousand range that sticks I, out to you? I was I was actually going to say I wanted to just cross this whole section out, and I, I did want to ask you two guys. You guys watch a little more college football than me. What what? How do we feel about Desmond Ritter? I guess being the Atlanta quarterback with Drake London. You know, because I kind of I feel like Drake kind of showed something early in the season. He was getting a lot of usage, and he was just really good for being, you know, a rookie up front, but then he just kind of died in the middle of the season. Can, can this resurrect him? Because this seems like a guy that, like, I kind of want to play as a one-off 4700. So the uh, fact that he was even remotely productive with Mariota tell, tells me all I need, and there is no way that Ritter could be worse than Mariota throwing the football. And 4700 for the ability that Drake London has, I, I actually don't mind Ritter. I don't know if he's going to be great, but he doesn't really have to be, especially New Orleans defense has not been good. I still don't think Lattimore is going to be playing in this game. So I, de I definitely think Drake London is is in play here at 4,700. Fitz, what about you? I agree. Um, I think Ritter's got uh, – coming out of college, he did have some upside. Um, I think he was drafted in the right spot in the third round. And I think um, giving him some time to sit – was was a good thing. I don't know how ready he is, but I mean, it can't really be much worse for the passing game than Mariota. So I think, uh, I think it is an upgrade for London. And at this price, yeah, I'll, I'll take a stab. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's a really good price for him too. And I mean, if you if you want access to that game, actually, that that game could be the sneaky one on, on this slate. We've seen Atlanta in some shootouts. We've seen New Orleans in some shootouts. And, and both of these defenses have looked terrible. So that actually could be a sneaky game. And, I mean, you, you could go with a, a Camara-London skinny stack and, and get a lot of scoring from that game. So I actually don't mind that. But we talked about the Dallas and Jacksonville game as well. Zay Jones will probably be pretty popular, 4900 His price just really doesn't increase and and he continues to be productive with with how good trevor lawrence has been so i i think that's an okay play would probably more prefer it in cash and then if we're moving down a little bit in that same game four thousand five hundred for michael gallup we saw last week basically had that Traylon burks ish smashed in the end zone and and just couldn't hang on although burks was able to hang on to his but but gallup is you know he had two touchdowns the week before and 
if he would have held on to that one, would have had three touchdowns in two weeks. So 4,500 for, for his ability and, and this matchup, I, I actually don't mind that. But Fitz, what, what do you think? Do you like anybody down here as a, a, a cheaper option? Um, I just want to start by saying how the mighty have fallen where DJ Moore is 5,300 bucks and we just scroll over and don't even mention them. Rightfully so. I'm not playing them. I'm just just saying um so now we yeah 4,000 range you mentioned i like michael gallup uh play dj chark and other than that not much here in the fours i'll dip to the threes maybe some jarvis landry we kind of mentioned that that atlanta new orleans game be a little sneaky um mvs now this scandling if if, if casey's gonna score maybe catches a long one but um elijah moore maybe 3,600 but don't really like it. I think it's like I said, more balanced. You know, six thousand, five thousand range once you get down here. Uh, I don't like a lot. Yeah, I, I think there are a couple plays here, but you you mentioned Elijah Moore, and I I actually think he's actually going to be kind of popular this week because Detroit is terrible. Three thousand six hundred. He's been getting more involved. Had ten targets last week, and not only is Detroit terrible against wide receivers, but they are especially terrible against slot wide receivers, which Elijah Moore has 64% of his snaps have been from the slot. So I definitely think he is in play at only 3,600, but Johnny, what, what are you thinking about value wide receivers this week? I mean, I'll make a quick point piggybacking off. So I set up the game I'm targeting. So obviously Zay Jones and Gallup has two touchdown upside pretty much every week. Just looking at just the, the list of players, the guy's projecting, well, Chris Moore, I'm not too familiar with him, but I know he's been kind of doing decent the last two weeks. But the guy that I seem to actually want to play is like a Nelson Aguilar. It seemed, if Devontae Parker's hurt and just – he's just cheap. And, and he did pop off on Thanksgiving. I always feel like he's kind of good for random good games here and there. He is a, kind of a deep threat. You know, 3,400 for him. You know, that that just helps out with kind of playing more of the two, top two ends. If you want to play like a chase or, you know, one of the other high guys in the high sixes. So you kind of do you kind of need to play some of these guys 4,200 and under, depending on the, your roster construction. So, yeah, as I mentioned, just the Cowboys Jags game, probably Nelson Aguilar. And Elijah Moore is going to be pretty chalky at that price, actually, just looking at it. You want mute? You're muted, Derek. If now he, he's sticking out as a value, and and if Corey Davis is is out, then Elijah Moore is definitely going to be in play and, and probably pretty popular. I do like the Aguilar call. If Parker's out, also Myers hasn't been practicing, so somebody's going to have to catch. Wow, catch passes there. So he, he does have big play upside. Don't mind that. And you said you could use him to pay up for Chase, and that's absolutely an option. But if you wanted in the same game to, to use it as a skinny stack to get to Jacobs or, or to Devontae Adams, I think that works as well. You mentioned Chris Moore, too. I think he might get a little popularity just because of the big blow-up game last week. Nico Collins likely out again. Brandon Cook's likely out again. So Moore should get quite a bit of, of – targets in this he game. seems like a cash play i mean, he's, I mean they had like what 10 targets last week or something crazy 
Yeah, yeah, and and that's basically what it was. Is a lot of people did play him in cash last week, and then you know a lot of people just put yeah. their cash lineups into GPPs, and he he freaking smashed. So I think any any guy forty two hundred that's can get like project for seven and nine targets, you kind of need to consider for cash. Yeah, yeah, and I mean last last week I think he was like thirty four hundred or thirty seven hundred. So yeah, he was thirty four hundred last week. So yeah, I I, I think that's pretty much what we're looking at down here now if we're talking about chris moore too though amari rogers he's 3200 if if those other guys collins and, and cooks are out potentially he he's in play as well because houston's gonna have to throw a ton with against kansas city but i don't really love it i think there's other guys at the 3000 range that that you could go to but tight next end. if we go ahead fitz no i said tight end Move on yep. To tight end. <laughs> yep, tight end. So obviously it's Kelsey and the rest, 7,800 for Kelsey. And then there is no one anywhere even remotely close to him in salary. Dallas Goddard, who could be returning from the IR, but seems unlikely, 4,700 is the next most expensive. Pat Fryermuth dealing with a foot injury, 4,500. Dalton Schultz, 4,400. Gerald Everett, 4,300. So Fitz, kick it off. What do what are we thinking of tight end? Yeah, I think you know, if I wasn't not gonna spend up at, at running back or, or wide receiver, um Kelsey's been quiet for, for uh, a little too long here, look you know, a couple weeks. So um I think it might just be a you know easy matchup, just Kelsey smash spot. Um so I'm probably gonna uh spend up at tight end and, and play a lot of Kelsey just to n- not worry about it. But once we uh we go down uh, Johnny mentioned the Dallas Jacksonville game. You got Dalton Schultz, um, Jared Everett, you know, good matchup. And uh, then I'll probably go down maybe some Dulcich. And then you're just, uh, yeah, throwing darts open for a touchdown. Yeah, I, li- I like Dulcich quite a bit. Arizona is the worst against tight ends by far, and he should get a bunch of targets. Actually been lining up in the slot as well. Don't mind the Schultz call. Probably going to get a little bit popular with people stacking that, but I'm fine with that as well. Hunter Henry actually actually was involved quite a bit. Now it's Arizona and how terrible they are against the tight end. Maybe that has a lot to do with it. But I mean, if you do if you do hit on one of the guys that's four thousand or three thousand, um, I know we, we kind of mention every week, but it it might. Uh, you know, if you flex Kelsey and then hit on one of these lower priced tight ends um, and Kelsey smashes, that's a uh, could work out for you. Yeah, I've, I've done it a couple times this year and it hasn't really paid off, but I, I do worry a little bit about Kelsey in this game just because of what we talked about before is just may, maybe they just don't even really care and just come out and run the ball and get out of here. But he is Travis Kelsey, so it, it's worth a shot, especially if he's not going to be high owned. You looking at anybody in particular here, Johnny? Yeah, I'm trying to keep it tight at tight end this year. Uh, but you really just try to avoid the Kelsey blow-up game, even though we saw Ingram with a 40-point game last week, which is, seems insane. But he, he does have the athletic ability, obviously, to put up a game like that. You know, he's never really fulfilled it with the Giants. Um, it's kind of, for me, like, I just don't like playing Kelsey when he's that expensive – but, you know, given his ceiling, it's just, you know, sometimes it's just it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. But 
Gerald Everett should not be 4,300. He should probably be like 35 with Foster Moreau. So like for yeah, me, I, I don't understand every week why he's up here. Yeah. Like I think Cole Komet just, you know, with fields back, they had you know, a little bye week. He seems like he's pretty reliable, at least in that offense to at least get some usage. But I mean, as I said, I'm targeting the, the Dallas Jags team. So I'm going to be obviously a lot heavier on those two guys, but yeah, I mean, as I said, it's just trying to trying to fade Kelsey's ceiling game, but we already seen Ingram kind of match that at one point, even though I, I think it's highly unlikely, but he's he showed potential. I don't think any of these other guys are even remotely close to having a 25, 30 point game. Really yeah, and, and and what do we think for Ingram's ownership? Because obviously he had you know the the second highest scoring game for a tight end this year last week so yeah, are, yeah, are people are box score watching i mean i'm assuming he's going to be high i mean if you just click on him be like oh 40 at 3800 you know yeah and especially if people are going to be playing lawrence that's probably the the obvious stack yeah the thing, thing with lawrence i mean you, you have three potential cat, pass catchers to doing with as, as i mentioned with jar everett like i don't think you could play him you know everyone's healthy now williams you have josh palmer you have eckler you have keenan allen it's just he's like fifth in line I, I think you could play him, but it, w- it would only be in Herbert stacks. Like, there's no way I'm using Gerald Everett just as, as a, a mm-hmm. one-off. It, it would have to be with a Herbert stack, just hoping that, that he yeah. gets a touchdown there. I do think Dulcich, you know, given his pro- athletic profile and just, you know, his targets he's been getting. And obviously Hunter Henry just seems like that's a good spot for him, given that if the, the wide receivers seem to be depleted, he's probably going to be out there a little more. Yeah, I I do think Komet is worth a stab with with Fields, and then if we move down a little bit more, Tyler Conklin. If you're gonna play Mike White, I actually think that that makes sense in a stack. And Chica Quanquo, three thousand one hundred dollars. He paid off last week. I I just I think they are getting the ball in this guy's hands. He is an athletic freak. He's very good after the catch. 3100 is a cheap price for him. I think his price is going to keep going up. And if Traylon Burks is out again, he's going to see a bunch of targets. I think he had uh, six receptions last week. So I, I absolutely love him, and he could possibly be my highest-owned tight end. That's also on limited playing time. And I don't think – I think Austin Hooper's still getting more yeah. snaps and actual work than him. But, you know, he, he is being efficient with his opportunities. Yeah, and, and each week they are getting him more and more involved and actually designing plays to, to get the ball in his hands. So a deep, deep stab didn't work out last week, but possibly Jordan Akins with how much Houston's gonna have to play. We talked about Amari Rogers and Chris Moore. So 2700 pretty cheap for him, but it's it's pretty ugly in the tight end streets as always. Yeah, I think more on FanDuel, you can get away with trying to get it real punty, just given how the scoring system is. But I think on DraftKings, I think you need to give yourself a little more upside with the catches and, you know, potential, you know, bonuses with your yardage. God forbid if these guys ever get to 100 yards. Yep. All right. So we will move to quarterbacks and our favorite stacks. Up top. Jalen Hurts, 8,200, currently the favorite in the MVP betting odds. So he he can get there in just a half. So whether Chicago is pushing them or not, I, I love Hurts. Chicago is absolutely terrible against the run, running quarterbacks, running backs, whoever, and through the air. So I, I love 8,200 for Jalen Hurts. 
you could play him by himself. You could play him with AJ Brown or, or Devonte Smith. So I, I definitely will be playing quite a bit of him. I worry about how much Mahomes is going to have to be pushed, but he is Mahomes, and it seems like 302 touchdowns is his baseline. So he's basically in play every week, but I probably won't go there. Justin Fields, I absolutely love this week. You know, we've we seen what he can do and just the ridiculous runs he can bust off. 7400 is actually a really good price for him. Obviously, they're going to have to throw quite a bit against Philly. Philly does have a good defense, but actually Philadelphia has faced the lowest amount of quarterback rushes this year, but they're still giving up seven yards per rush to quarterbacks, which I believe is a league high. So you give Fields some room to run. I'm in on Fields this week, but Fitz, what are you thinking at quarterback towards the top end this week? Yeah, I love all these top guys. Um, and I like it since there is, you know, options at running back and wide receiver in those mid ranges. So I like playing Hurts. You know, we talk about stacks. I like playing Hurts by himself and I like Fields. I'll play Fields by himself. I just love that rushing upside. Um, I talked about spending up uh, playing Kelsey, um, stacking with Mahomes. Hope they score a bunch of points, get there. You know, that's how they get there um, early between those two. And then uh, Herbert. Uh, at home against the Tennessee secondary. I uh, said I liked all the Chargers pass catchers. Pair them up with Herbert. However you want to do it, Williams and At- or Allen, both of them. Uh, maybe throw, the, you know, um, Everett in there. And then always like Joe Burrow, if uh, Brady and Tampa are going to get their stuff together, um, they're scoring points. But Burrow's going to put up his points. Um, I love. I, t- I said I love Chase. I love Burrow, Chase Stacks. I, I love all these, all these top guys. Yeah, I think Herbert is probably going to be my highest home quarterback. And we saw what Lawrence did last week against Tennessee. And this is actually only the second game that Herbert will actually have all of Eckler, Williams, and Allen in the game for the entire game. So you, you can double stack him with Williams and Allen, or you can go with Eckler in one of those two. We said you could throw Gerald Everett in there to get different. Tennessee is absolutely horrific against the pass, so I will have a ton of Herbert. I am a little bit worried about Burrow, especially if Boyd and Higgins aren't playing. I'd rather probably just play Chase and get my exposure there. But, Johnny, what are you thinking? I I know you love that Dallas game, but do do you like anything else, or are you mainly going to be focusing there? I just want to just put the caveat, just even, you know, I played Hurts last week and it's just, it's difficult when you play these top end quarterbacks, just given if, if any of these guys in the high fives or sixers are going to kind of equal their production, because when you play a top end quarterback, it's going to be very prohibitive on what you can do, especially when you play someone like Mahomes and Kelsey, you're going to have to get real dusty in other spots, you know, just to be able to fit under the cap. So I, I do worry lately, just playing these top end guys, they have to pretty much blow it out to the point where like, a guy in the fives or a low six, like a Dak, Trevor Lawrence. I know golf's not in a good spot playing away from Detroit, you know, his home stadium playing outdoors and with against the Jets, a good defense, but it's just like these yeah. guys need to put up like 30 to 40. And then these other guys in the, in the lower end need to kind of not get there to kind of justify playing them. So I, I do worry playing top end guys in that sense. And, and I do agree with that, especially recently. It, it hasn't been the way to build. It hasn't been the way to go, but 
I do think that it's a little bit different this week because we do actually, you know, we went through the running back position. There's a ton of guys in the fives you could play. You know, there's a lot of wide receivers in, in the 4,000 range or even a couple in the 3,000 range you could play. And I do think that some of these lower priced quarterbacks aren't in as good a spots as what we've seen in recent weeks. No, they're not. So, You're right there. So, so yeah. I yeah, same thing. I, 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 I could see. And, and a lot of people I do think are going to go more with balanced builds this week. So I, I think it gets you a little different. And if you do get a Jalen Hurts or, or Justin Fields ceiling game and, and they're low owned, that that's, you know, you got an upper hand. Quarterbacks just tend to not really ever get like mega ownership, so you kind of absolutely don't, never have to really worry about someone getting like really. Steamed. Well, well, yeah. What what I meant by that is overall ownership because yeah. I I, te- I tend to take you know their their stacks in into consideration. You know, so mm-hmm. I I don't see Hertz or Field stacks being popular. Herbert probably, but really D- Dak and Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, I I always feel Hertz is the best play regardless every week. I mean, I'm just looking at his rushing upside and just you know even his his passing ability. He just seems like he's lately just been killing it. In some games, he's putting up 25, 30 by halftime. So if I'm just talking of raw play, then yeah, Hurts will always be my number one if I'm not worried about salary. Yeah, and, and then if we do talk about that Dallas and Jacksonville game, I mean, Jacksonville is tied for the most passing touchdowns and second 7.9 yards per attempt, second highest in the league over the last six weeks. So I, I like Dak quite a bit. 6,200, I think, is ridiculously cheap for him. You compare him with C.D. Lamb. Gallup is only 4,500. Schultz at 4,400. You know, it's, it's it's pretty obvious stack there. You could even throw Pollard in there, and, and we saw what he did with, with those long passes that he, he can take to the house. So uh, I love the Dallas side of that. I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to be popular. I'm a little bit more worried about him. I'd much rather just pay up to $200 for, for Dak, but Johnny, you, you keep talking up this game. What, what are your thoughts? It's, I mean, looking at it right now, I mean, they're not really projected for really any ownership. It looks like the top end guys are projected for more, but I mean, I'm, definitely slamming both both these guys depending on i'm I'm probably looking at about 10 lines this week and i'm just going to try to just mix and match these two guys i'm probably equal allocations on my end pause bro so yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and i gotta just shout out mike white you know give give it for the casual corner you know just you're playing detroit even the detroit's been playing way better defensively i just you know I, i think that game can even you know, shoot out maybe a slight bit, but I still think just defense can keep that game in check. But I think Mike White's still cheap enough to kind of make your other lineup, the rest of the lineup work well. Yeah, no, I, I like Mike White quite a bit this week. Detroit is is absolutely pathetic. And you could pair him with, with Wilson or get super, super cheap with Elijah Moore, even Tyler Conklin. We've seen him throw to Michael Carter in the, in the past. So if you wanted to get really cute there, I don't know if it's necessary, but there, there's a lot of ways you could play it. And if you wanted to just bring it back with just a Swift or a Mon Ross St. Brown, I, I think they are probably the highest upside of, of the Detroit players and could yeah. be a pretty nice stack there. 
I'd also mention that double double stacking seems to not be working this year. It just seems like you're kind of limiting your upside there. So like I probably will not be double stacking any of the guys I'm I'm playing. I'll absolutely be double stacking Herbert. But otherwise yeah. I, what I, 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 what I, I mean by double stacking is just two wide receivers. I don't mind playing a quarterback, running back, receiver, but I don't I don't think I should just play two wide receivers for the guy. But to Derek's point, I think Herbert, Allen, and Williams can get there this week. Yeah, you would pretty much need about either you know a lot of a lot of yardage or kind of you know maybe. Have- but and, and those two are a perfect pair because it's like Allen doesn't score touchdowns, but he's a target. So I can see well, a game. Well, they, where- got, they got there last week because right. Allen, yeah. Allen had Allen had like twelve receptions, That's, and, that, yeah, and Williams exactly. had one hundred and sixteen yards and a touchdown. And two so, touchdowns, yeah, and that like because that's. Williams is a deep threat, and, and the red zone guys. So he gets there with touchdowns, and Keenan Allen just a target monster. So you get a or, week. or you do it with with a, a Burrow Chase and and Higgins. Like those those are yep. guys that could get there. But more more so if if you're going with a Mike White stack, you want to do maybe a Tyler Conklin, hoping he scores a touchdown with either Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore. I don't think I would do White with with Wilson and Moore. I I, I agree with you there. I don't think there's enough upside for that to pay off. Johnny is right. It, it hasn't really doesn't seem like it's been getting there this year, the double wide receiver stack, but there is a, I, I think there is, it's an option this week with Herbert and, and Williams and Allen. Um, yeah. I'm looking at Herbert. He threw 51 times last week. And only, yeah. and only had one touchdown. That's, that's insane. Yeah, it really is crazy. Just means regression. He's going to throw four this week. I mean, against Tennessee, he could probably do whatever he wants. Where is that game? What's that? In LA. It's in LA. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess the weather won't be an issue. All right. Nope. Nope. That that is one thing to keep an eye on, though. There there could be some weather that Jets game. So we we are talking to Mike White, but it's possible. So just keep an eye out this time of year. You never know. But really, those those are the main stacks. Probably looking at. We did talk about Desmond Ritter, and you know. We don't know what he's going to be. So yeah, if you wanted to to kind of take a stab there, I, I don't mind it. 5200 is, is very, very cheap. I wish Maybe he was you like, don't, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice. But 5200 not bad. You pair him with London at 4700 and – you know, maybe bring it back with Kamara and you could do whatever the hell you want with that line. And, and, and Ritter's got, you know, he's got some upside with his legs. So he's got some rushing upside. So I do not, I don't hate taking a stab because we don't know what he is. Like I said, maybe he does, you know, just run all over the place, get you some rushing upside and connect to London. And um, that's worth the shot. And I'll, uh, I'll play Andy Dalton too. You know, we talked about that game a couple of times, um, you know, pair him with Olave and uh, I'm, I'm good with that. It, are, are we completely out on Brady? Yes. Just, just done, done with that. I, I think, I, I think you could take a shot on him this week. It's just, like you said, they, they got embarrassed. They're at home. They're fighting for the playoffs. They still have a chance to win that division. I, I don't know with with the receivers and the talent that he has around them. Yeah, fifty five hundred. I I don't think it's a terrible play. I think you can make a case for it. I personally don't think I'm going there, but I could at least see it. 
Yeah, it just it just seems like he just has a lot working for him and just nothing seems to be clicking. It's just like they're all the guys are there. Like, like he's not you can't even blame the injuries right now. No, yeah, it's it's just not just hasn't been right. Yeah. And they've always been a team that always threw a lot too. It's like you can always expect them to have a heavy pass over, over you know, overrun expectation. Yeah, I don't think he has a game with with three passing touchdowns this year, and they're still throwing the ball a lot. So that it's it's crazy. Yeah. All right. So if we that, 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 that's another one. If Brady ever does get his shit together, he's one. He's one you can double stack with Godwin and, and Evans. Yeah, absolutely. For for the same reason we we said with Williams and Allen, it, it's you know Godwin's going to be the target monster, and, and Evans can be the touchdown guy. Yep. All right, so we can go to defense and then we can get out of here. I, I think there's actually quite a bit of options this week that, that you could go to. So if we look at the Broncos, 2,700, Broncos at home going up against Colt McCoy, we saw Colt McCoy throw a couple picks. Broncos have been good at home, definitely like that. Patriots, 2,800. Good defense. They are on the road, but Derek Carr is, isn't exactly great, and that offensive line hasn't been really all that that great this year. So I, I definitely think that they are in play. You got the Steelers going up against Sam Darnold, 3,100. The Jets, 3,200 at home. So I, I, I like a couple of these, and, and they're pretty affordable too. But what are you guys looking at defense? Um. Just like last week, I mean, I'll, I'll spend up. It depends on how, how it goes. But, you know, uh, Kansas City, you know, we're talking about how bad Houston is and they're going to be up. You know, you let Davis Mills throw it around a bunch with no receivers. Uh, you know, I'll take the Chiefs defense. Um, said We don't know what Desmond Ritter is. He could be completely awful. And you got the Saints, pretty good defense at home. Um, I'm fine with that. Uh, I like the Panthers at home against – I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Steelers, but neither one of them are very good. Yeah, if it's well, if it's Trubisky, yeah, that, that's definitely a good play. Then, yeah, if it's Trubisky, then I'm, I'm hammering the Panthers' defense. I uh, like the Jets' defense. Chargers' defense at home against Tennessee. Um, yeah, you can kind of just check out down here. What about you, Johnny? Anything stick uh, out I, you? I still – I'm always a believer in the Cowboys, just given, like – their upside on defense and that can kind of go work well in some of the game stacks I might do, even though it could be still a shootout, they still could score a defensive touchdown. I said, I'm kind of, I'm indifferent to how many points you give up. You're not, you're not really making points by you because you give up only three points on defense. It's really comes down to sacks, defensive touchdowns. So like I'm looking at guys that can, you know, maybe mistake prone quarterbacks and, you know, and just, higher upside and just getting defensive touchdowns. So like that Chiefs, if I have the money, Chiefs, I think is a slam, slam dunk play. Also it could be different because they're just that expensive. Some guys, most people don't want to pay up that much for a defense. They try to get everybody paid up last week for Dallas. That and they did not get there. Yeah, I, I think that's more. Maybe they just got lasted days ago. I, I think oh they, absolutely. Yeah. They they what was the other just, one? Was it last last week or maybe it was a week before I think it was the Browns defense with a spend up spot and they Maybe I was, yeah, that wasn't last week, it was the week before, but whatever. Yeah, even well, yeah, I'm not a player on defense. I was gonna say the Saints, you know, you're playing against a rookie quarterback, you, that's a complete unknown. I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. So, and, and at home, 
So yeah, yeah I mean, they, these teams yeah, know each other pretty well. Preferred. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. We got the big five Oh in thank you to everybody that has listened, especially if you've made it for all 50 episodes. Thank you, Johnny and Fitz for contributing and get us to 50 and to Mike and Dave as well. Greatly appreciated you guys, but that's going to do it for this week. As always check out the helmsports.com. You can check out my cash game article there as well as roster construction, or you can check out my cash game article over at yardsperfantasy.com. Thanks for listening. And that's going to do it for this week. And I am pretty sure you guys know what you should do. You should remember to, Stefan out there.